All right, and welcome back to another Pop Talk interview. Today, we are here with Christine Tate. Um, we're going to be talking about the 2019 Christians Readers and Authors Festival. Um, thank you so much again, Christine, for coming thank you for and talking me. with us, of course. Um, so I guess the first question I would have, are, what exactly is the festival and how did it come about? Like, how did the festival get started? What was your kind of initial idea behind? Well, I, I guess the simplest way to answer that is the overarching concept for the festival. It's a way for readers and authors to connect in a Christian environment. You know, authors in general have a hard time getting exposure for their books and their messages, mm -hmm. but especially when you're talking about a Christian audience, you have a much more limited route of exposure. Uh, for example, I'm a Christian author, and the cover of my women's Bible study is flowers. It's nothing that would have crosses or anything like that on top of it, but it has the word Bible on the cover. I can't purchase advertising on Amazon because of the word Bible on the cover for my book. So, you know, whereas other authors would be able to be part of their AMS marketing program, I can't do that. So as a Christian author, options are much more limited in terms of your exposure options. And well, you mean like when ads are run or like when I go on Amazon and I mm -hmm. see books being like, um, like, like, what's the word? You know, in my face. <laughs> <laughs> right. There's little pop-ups. Yes. You know, you're advertising. Going exactly. one direction. They're like, hey, look at me. Look at me. Yeah. <laughs> so you can't do that because of the word Bible. Right. Uh, Amazon has very strict policies about anything that could be even remotely religious. Interesting. So I've known other authors where the cover of their book had the image of a cross on it. And they were denied the opportunity to market because it was considered religious. They actually had to take the cover, redo the cover, remove the cross. I think they replaced it with a the hill representing Calgary yeah. or something. But um, they they had removed the cross. And once the cross was off the cover, then they were okay. Then they were okay. Do you do you know why that is? They're just they have very strict policies against any form of religious advertising uh -huh. and they they mean it so you know like like mine my book covers are different forms of flowers there's there's mm -hmm. there are crosses you know nothing that would you know no pictures of a bible the word bible over it but in the title it says the no homework women's bible study group hug but because the word bible is in there i yeah. can't pass their um, screens for advertising acceptance i mean interesting yeah but as I was saying, the people who want to advertise their books of any genre are going to have issues getting their books out there. But Christians have a unique challenge set in front of them that yeah. they have to work with. So uh, actually, I'll go back to the beginning. Um, I'm actually an author. And God led me to being an author, not the other way around. It wasn't something that I kind of wanted to do. And this yeah. was my dream in the world. It just kind of happened that way. Mm -hmm. uh, I got started because I was starting a new women's Bible study. And we didn't know what we wanted to do. We wanted to get to know each other better because it was a brand new cold group. Nobody knew anything about each other. So we said, okay, well, what do we want to do? Well, let's find something to get to know each other better. Great. We're all going to go home. We'll pick our titles that interest us, come back the next week, and we'll vote on them. So I couldn't find anything that fit the bill. There's a ton of Bible studies out there. It's not that yeah. there aren't Bible studies. There was nothing that was designed to stimulate conversation and fellowship on a personal level. Yeah. So came back the next week. I, said, I haven't found anything, so let's vote on what you guys found. <laughs> and everybody else went, well, we couldn't find anything either. So just to kind of get us started, I said, you know what? I kind of know. I have an idea what might work for us. So I wrote the first book for that group. Mm -hmm. So we did the book, short eight-week study. Eight weeks later, they turned to me and said, we loved it. We had such a great time. But, you know, in a Bible study, you never know if they're just being encouraging or, mm -hmm. you know, it's like, okay, it really stunk, but hey, you know. No, they yeah. actually did like it. That's good. So we did a different one. And at the end of that eight-week study, the second study, that was not my Bible study, they turned to me and said, we like yours better. Would you write us another one? And that's when I kind of got the idea, hmm, Maybe I can go ahead and benefit other people by publishing this. I did go the self-publishing route. Uh, I have been successful in that. And it is now a seven-book series with another three that are going to be uh, soon to be released with probably for the next year. And anyway, at the time I started marketing it, the uh, local library, the MEO, uh, Myera Obendorf Library, mm -hmm. on Virginia Beach Boulevard, yes. started a local author's festival. 
So they were kicking off their local authors program, and I participated. And I thought, what a great idea. Mm-hmm. Well, I got on the email distribution list. Sorry, can we ask when this was? This was, well, this is our fifth year doing this, so this would have been six years ago. Okay. okay. So, so 2000, I'm bad at math. <laughs> 13. <laughs> yes, okay. Okay, so 2013. And I said, great, this was a fantastic experience. I'd love to do this again. So I got, I got on the list to be notified the upcoming year. Getting closer and closer to the rough time frame when it's supposed to happen, I wasn't hearing anything. So mm-hmm. I contacted the library, and they said, well, the woman who was doing that retired. Nobody else is picking it up. So I was talking to the lady, and I really wasn't thinking that this is what I would start doing. And I don't know what else do you have. You know, we partner with different groups for this, that, and the other. And I, the conversation progressed, and the person on the other end just kind of kept hinting, well, you could do something until she basically had to hit me over the head with it. <laughs> and at that point, you know, I was thinking the whole Jonah thing. I don't really want to do this. It's yeah. like, yeah, that didn't end well for Jonah. So I think I'm going to go ahead and do this. So it I, doesn't I, hurt just giving it a try. It, you know what? Sure. Okay, fine. And I literally thought I was just going to have a couple friends get together, mm-hmm. sit at the table. We'd play tiddlywinks. Nobody would show. <laughs> and I'd be like, thanks, God. Okay. Got it. We're done. <laughs> so as soon as I said yes, the festival literally organized itself. I mean, it just took on a life of its own. And that mm-hmm. was the first festival. And it did so well that it just started from that point. So that's five years ago. This is our fifth year. The festival is coming up uh, actually a week from now. Yeah, so Saturday, a week from March 9th. this recording, yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. The Saturday, March 9th is from 10 to 5 at the Thalia Land uh, Baptist Church on Virginia Beach Boulevard. The, uh, we were originally holding the festival at the library, mm-hmm. but yeah, the festival nice. got so big that it, it couldn't contain the festival. Yeah. That's so great. We, we that's, outgrew the library. And we, we were doing the whole wing there. We had yeah. both conference rooms and the auditorium, but it wasn't enough. And I was so thankful. The uh, wonderful woman, uh, Jessica Snook, approached me from the Women yeah. on Missions group and said, you know, would you be interested in hosting in our church? And I said, absolutely. Let's... You know, and uh, so last year was the first year we did it there, and it was such a wonderful experience. They were so accommodating and helpful, and the facility just really enabled the festival to grow in ways that mm-hmm. um, we wouldn't have been able to grow without their assistance. So I'm, I'm very, very thankful for them stepping forward and saying, you know, can we partner with you for this event? So we're doing it at the uh, church again this year. Uh, one of the changes, there's been a lot of fantastic changes. Um, first of all, originally it started off more as a writer's festival where the way things stand, if you want to write a book, there's a lot of places you can go to learn how to write. You can mm-hmm. take a college class. I mean, they yeah. teach you how to write. There's writer's groups everywhere. So the resources for fine-tuning the craft are a dime dozen. Mm-hmm. Once you get the book done, there's really not a lot out there that's going to guide you on what to do with that yeah. book. Yeah, how do I get people to read this book? Right, you know, all the other steps that go with it. So... Um, originally, the concept of the festival was to meet that need and provide mentorship and networking and education for people who either wanted to write a book or thinking about writing a book, in the process of writing a book, or just finished writing a book. Or even if you've already got a book and you've been an, uh, an established author, just kind of support and mentorship and networking for whatever your growth point is as an author. And it's been very successful doing that. Uh, the festival was formed around the biblical verse that a threefold cord is not easily broken. Whereas together we can all, we can do much more than individually. You know, one stick can be broken. You put three together, not that it can't be broken, but you're going to be putting forth a lot more effort to do it. Yeah. There, there is strength in numbers. So, you know, with that, um, we really supported each other and got to know each other. But we grew to the point this year <clears throat> where we needed to add a reader's corner. And that's really the important thing that I want to stress to everybody is this is no longer just a writer's festival. Yeah. What what kind of made or what kind of clicked to you that made you think, okay, we have to get more readers segments involved this year? Well, initially, it was a draw for authors who were finding out about the festival. Mm -hmm. And we had reached a point of saturation where the local pool of authors who are interested pretty much had the word. And we do still get new authors that come. So it's not closed by any stretch of the imagination. So, you know, if there's somebody new who wants to participate, we welcome them with open arms. Um, But after each festival, I send out a survey asking everybody, what did you like? What do you think could have been done better? Uh, What are your needs? You know, how can this festival serve you next year? Do you have any ideas? And I was starting to get consistent feedback from everybody that, 
it was, it was very educational and the mentorship was fantastic, but they really wanted to connect more with the public. And when I would talk to people who didn't want to be writers, I mean, you know, pick up a pen, write your name, and that's about as close to writing as you're ever going to get. <laughs> and they had the uh, misconception that it was just for writers. <coughs> the writers had tables and exhibits. Yeah. And they're not exhibiting for each other. They want readers to come and say hi mm. and, and, you know, just talk to them and, you know, fellowship with them. Yeah. So based on what I was hearing the need was from the writers and based on um, the perception of the festival as becoming just a writer's festival. I really needed to do some major reorganization. So this year, I actually have two separate set of seminars lined up. It, we still have the writer's uh, educa mentorship education material. So if you want to come this year, we've got Blogging 101 by Gene Markland. He's a contributing editor for, or contributing writer for CBN.com. We've got Perseverance in the Midst of Rejection. So you want that publishing contract, I guarantee you it's not going to happen, your first publisher. And that first mm -hmm. literary agent may not pick you up. So the next one is a lawyer named Renee Zaro. She is going to be talking about copyright and other legal issues for writers. I'll be attending that one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's, there's a lot more to the writing process than yeah. just writing, writing. Yes, for sure. And, and this is where everybody needs that extra ounce of education and support. And Well, this is my situation and, you know, what should I be doing and how did you handle that? And can you put me in contact with somebody? Uh, Roshan Lindsay, amazing man. He is doing the power of illustrating, and he really has a gift. Um, in the last couple of years, he did a banner for the Christian Authors Festival, and it was just, it blew me away. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I kind of told him the concept of what I was thinking, and he just took it and ran with it, and it blew me away. Very, very gifted man. And he does comic book illustrating, and he will actually be there. Not only is he presenting a seminar in the Writer's Corner, but he's going to be reading uh, children's books because he is actually a youth author. Nice. So, um, amazing man. The uh, other writer's interest seminar that we have is Nicholas Larum, Building a Book Trailer Indie Style. Uh, he is an author of a book called Gypsy Spot. Yeah, I've actually always been interested myself in book trailers because mm -hmm. I don't want to get into it too much, but I actually started writing a book um but back in high school oh, I, yeah, I, I do want to finish it one day i guess but um the idea of a book trailer has always been interesting mm -hmm. um to me so that one sounds like well definitely make sure you check out nicholas's uh, seminar because yeah. he has an amazing book trailer and uh, his book gypsy spy is kind of a thriller set over in Europe with gypsies and mm -hmm. he has a, a trailer that goes with it that looks like it's like a movie trailer uh -huh. and it's like I, yeah I want to go see that movie well it's not a movie it's just a it's book. book okay I'll read the book yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was really great you know and it, it's a marketing tool that a lot of writers just don't understand and don't utilize mm -hmm. and he's going to be talking to people about how he did it and what they need to do and how to get from point A to point Z so the writer's corner stuff is still there and you know I highly encourage everyone to attend but what I really want to talk about is the addition of the reader's corner this year. So Shane, you're yes. asked. All right, I like to let everybody know that Shane is the co-author of a musical theater performance that we're going to be having at the festival this year. It is a family-friendly uh, fun event and I want to mention that everything is free so yes. it's not going to cost anybody anything just come and have a great time okay so Shane tell us a little bit about Hutchins Farm um yeah so I actually don't know if I mentioned it have I yes, talked about you, it? I'm so sure you have well I've, I've talked about Hutchins Farm obviously yeah. a million times but I don't know if I've talked about us performing on the podcast or yeah i don't know if i've talked about us performing on the podcast but if i haven't yes so hutchins farm we will be performing um on our, at the festival very excited mm -hmm. i want to say thank you so much for giving us this opportunity well thank you um, for blessing the festival we appreciate yeah, it but for like just like outside of the group and this for me um it's always been like a dream of mine to like write and direct and produce my own musical so the fact that one that happened last summer after years of like, begging, I feel like, um, you know, Eric and Wendy, the uh, Celebrate Jesus uh, directors where we do these shows, um, and they were like, okay, Shane, do you want to do a musical? Fine, let's do a musical. So from going from that to now getting this opportunity to perform at a festival, 
Um, it's awesome because this will be our second time performing off of our own stage, mm -hmm. but our first time really performing on another stage. And as soon as I walk in, you'll when you come and see it, you'll see, and you know exactly what I'm talking about. As soon as I walked in to the sanctuary, I said, this is beautiful. This is amazing. This is going to be the coolest, one of the coolest experiences I've had in life um, so far. But yeah, so you want, to, you want me to tell them about Hutton's Farm? Yes, or? please do. Okay, so without spoiling too much, Hutchins Farm is about a kid named Trent. He is from New York City, very troubled teen. He's having a rough time in school, um, doesn't have too many friends that he can trust. Um, he's got some bad family situations going on. So his mom thinks it would be a great idea to send him off to this farm where, you know, he'll work on the farm. This family will, you know, show him like a different way of life or just get him out of the rut um, that he's in. So he goes to this farm and it's nothing like he would expect. Um, his family is, I guess over the top is a good word, but they're super friendly. Um, they love music, they love to dance, um, and they just love encouraging others um, to find the best in themselves. And so that's, and then, you know, he, he goes through trials and tribulations. Um, that's all I'll say about the plot without spoiling too much but it's a definitely a, a very fun show um the music is all original erica and i wrote all of the music which is a lot of the feedback that we got from when we did it over the summer is that most people couldn't believe that we wrote the songs too i was like yeah that was the coolest part to me was <laughs> writing the songs that not just writing the songs but writing songs that people that people like and that people uh, singing along to them that people are still singing um the song and whatnot and you know we also made a cd of the music and we have some t-shirts and stuff too so you will be able to pick up those things at our little booth that we'll have at the festival so it's just so like as a writer like as a script writer as a songwriter it's, it's just cool um knowing that people have i guess purchase my work that sounds so <laughs> weird to say well, sometimes it, it actually makes sense because it's like i say a, a writer who writes a book and doesn't have readers is just a book on a shelf yeah mm -hmm. the whole point is you need the uh, the opposite the, to pair it with you know god made the earth in pairs we have night and we have day you know we have man and woman the, you know, you know, summer and winter, mm -hmm. and they all have their purpose. They all work together, and they all need each other. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you've been at the beach all day and you're exhausted from the sun, you're happy to see the night and get a good night's sleep. I mean, yeah. th there's a time and a purpose for everything, and writers need readers, and readers need writers. Yes. I mean, it's a perfect pairing, and that's really what I'm trying to emphasize with the festival this year. Is I want the readers to come on out, come out and meet these authors. They're fantastic. Mm -hmm. A lot of amazing people with you know incredible messages, incredible stories and they would just love to talk to you like you know you stop by the um hutchins farm booth and i mean i'm sure you'd love to talk to everybody and oh yes of course any questions that they have or comments or yeah and um it'll be a, also too if you stop by our table not only will you be able to get the hutchins farm cd and um various t-shirts um but we will also have information on are the Bible camps that we do do every summer. We have three camps every summer. So you can get information for the next one. Um, and that's, that is for kids, but we also are always looking for more volunteers. Um, that could be teenagers to adults to be assistants, group leaders, help with various uh, stations. And then two, um, we will, so we're on the musical train right now and everyone's like, okay, we can't go back. And of course I'm like, yeah, we're not going back. <laughs> Where those days are behind us. Musicals as far as I can see, so um as far as I can see for right now. So we will we're shooting for something a little bigger this next time around. So we will have a lot more roles to be filled. So if any like kids or parents or anyone comes to see the show and you know you're interested in being in one. Um, you can definitely talk to Erica and I. We'd love to give you information um, about that. Well, and uh, let's go back to the VBS that you mentioned. Yeah. The VBS that you're talking about isn't a canned VBS. It's not like the Lifeway packet yes. that just gets reused yes. that you can find at any church out there. These are original original VBSs. Korea. All, 
ever since I believe I don't want to speak for them, but I can't remember exactly what year because the, the, the they've been doing the camps for this upcoming summer will be the fiftieth camp. Um, so we're oh, planning, wow. yeah, we're planning a huge, wow. uh, big thing for that, and that's gonna be. It's, I'm very excited. The guy and the wife. Like yeah. they've had 50 camps? Mm-hmm. So three well, years, so if you the, want to do the math. Can you give the web address so if somebody wants more information, they know where to go? Yeah, yeah, that'll, yeah, I'll have links and stuff will be down in the description. Um, that's usually where we put okay. all that information. Um, yeah, so they originally started off doing uh, pre-planned curriculums, and then I forgot exactly what, how Eric said it happened, but this got to a point where it's like, you know, he thought, I mean, we can do the same thing. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, from there, they started doing original things. And um, before we had his nephew, Dan, he used to write all of the scripts and whatnot. And I thought he did a fantastic job and I think definitely laid the groundwork mm-hmm. for Erica and I to step in. I don't even really want to credit myself too much for anything. I think Erica deserves more credit than I do because Erica has been she wrote i think three years worth of shows by herself and then when i had moved back from new york um that's when i got more involved in the writing so i would only take credit for two shows that we've done um so i would definitely give a lot of the credit to her um but yeah so we've been doing original curriculums original dramas original um not original music yet, like where we have our music station and we have the kids do different uh, hand motions and dance routines to certain songs. But I've been talking to Erica ever since last year. I'm like, you know, we could write our own songs mm-hmm. to do for the camp too. So it's an idea that, you know, we've been tossing around. But I, I do think that is what makes, you know, I, I probably sound biased because I've been involved with this camp since middle school, but I think it's definitely stands apart from any other VBS that I've been to or that I've seen because one, it's all outside. Um, so you have that full outdoor experience. Um, it's not through a church, it's through a family. So I think personally you get that more personable yes, feeling because you're coming to, to their home. My, uh, my daughter attended it mm-hmm. when she was in grade school and she loved it and had a great time. And Eric and Wendy are so amazing. Just the way they open up their yeah. home and, the, and their every land year, and their resources and every, all the effort that they put into it. I mean, it, they do such an amazing job. And um, I, I highly encourage anyone, um, if they have kids that um, would be interested in attending, it is definitely worth yeah. attending. It's Def- amazing. Yeah, definitely a really good um, experience. And yeah, I think it's just a lot. It's a lot of fun um, doing those camps every year. And so I've I've just always had, and ever since I came back, I've always been a big dreamer type of person. And and since we, I started getting more involved in writing, and then I was talking to Eric about where he kind of sees the direction of, you know, the ministry and the like, the drama team and stuff going like in the near future. You know, we've been kind of on a similar. Um, thought process mm-hmm. um, behind that and I see like really I see it's, we, I think we can do really cool things and do really big things um, not only within our own community but you know outreaching farther than that when the time comes um, so I'm just excited about the growth that in the journey that we're going on so this this doing the festival is just a, an opportunity I never saw coming for us that soon well, when God works, big things happen. Yes, That's I agree. Sure. Amen. And Amen. No, it's so tr- no, no, it's so true. And um, and it's just cool because um, like you you work a lot. I'm sure you can definitely relate to this. Like you work like a lot, and you work a lot. Like I've written so many things. I've written so many. Like ask Kaylee. I've written <laughs> so many songs. I've written, like, <laughs> I've written so much stuff. But I just never, I guess, had the confidence really to share it or like share it like to that much as outside of like a few. But don't you think people. that's something that a lot of creative people grapple yeah, with? Yeah, I do. It's, it's, you're, when you create, you're pulling from what's inside of you, mm-hmm. and you're sharing your soul with the world. Yeah, and you know, you're bearing yourself, going, "Okay, judge me." 
And I don't know that people always understand what goes into the creative process from the creative side and yeah. how soul-bearing that is. It is, yeah. That's why I, I made a post one time that said, you know, you just you really just have to keep working towards what you want because people only, they only see the finished product. They don't see all the work, you know, that really goes into everything. So when we wrote Hutchins Farm, um, you know, I've always doubted myself, I guess, as many songs as I have written, as many as do I think are good or okay, I always doubted myself as like a songwriter. So writing these songs and then, you know, presenting them to Erica. Erica's a music major. Mm -hmm. She can play piano in her sleep. You know, she's been singing Very her entire gifted. life. Yes, yeah. Very so, much. you know, and then there's little old me who's yeah. like, I mean, I went to film school. <laughs> You're but, just as talented. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, back, back then I was like, okay, um, well, this is like my idea. And so when they're like, oh, they're thinking, oh, that's good. Oh, I like that. And then we work on stuff. I said, okay, oh, the light went off. Yeah. I turned that back on. <laughs> Sorry for all, all the people watching. <laughs> no, it's not going to work. The lights go off here. Oh. Yeah. That's awkward. Okay. Um, well, sorry about that. Um, but yeah, so just presenting those songs um, and then getting that, the good feedback and, and, you know, hearing, just hearing people sing along or sing them back is, for me, it's just giving me so much more confidence to continue to do this and want to get better and want to just, you know, push myself to more into writing because... And, and and to believe in myself more and not just, okay, like I have an entire web series, 13 episodes, I think is so solid. Where is it? Just sitting in my binder, just not doing anything. I'm like, I could record this. Yeah, you did some of it. <laughs> no, 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 no. What was that then in New York? Oh, yeah, I did those two web series for school. Oh, but I have oh. one that I, I wrote okay. like myself I was um, and wanted to do it. Yeah. Um, and, I, and I might eventually, I would need to and stuff but you know it's just stuff like that it's like man I, you know I don't need to doubt myself when I like I you know mm -hmm. I don't want to talk myself up but you know like I do I might have some type of gift um, well, in doing this I think we need to get everybody to come see it yes I do think so too oh yeah I definitely have been telling people um, I've been posting about it every day this past week um, I will continue to be doing that I've invited like all co-workers I invited all of um I directed some plays at my old middle school I told all the kids to come to all of my old directors to come um I've invited like my family I've, I've just been I've been and I've been telling the crew to just invite everyone like we need everyone to be there like this you never is, know that's well, what I'm saying we don't know who's free. gonna be there and that's completely free um it, you know it's a fun time and I just said for us you know like and I had to tell them just to get into like the mindset of what we're doing, I said, you guys, we really need to not think about this as like a Bible camp performance, even though I don't think there should be any difference in terms of the work ethic that you put in. But this is kind of really, I told them this is kind of a professional performance opportunity for us. And we need to, you know, treat it as such because we don't know who's going to be at this festival. We don't know who's going to see this show and who might talk to us and who knows what might happen. So we need to, you know, be on our A game and present our work in the most, in the best way that we can because every other <laughs> presenter that was invited to present their work is going to be doing the same. And, you know, especially too, we're opening the festival. Mm -hmm. The first thing that people will see, you know, I want us to make sure that we're, you know, well, and, and like I said, it's family, family friendly as well. Yes, uh, we also have some face painting and balloons and storytelling for the kids as well. Mm -hmm. So plus the church mission group is going to be providing some food. And now the food is for purchase if you want to eat. But uh, we had some amazing reviews on the chicken salad last year. I got to tell you, uh, I've already kind of mentioned the request. Like we can get some of that again. Is this just like, this is just me. Wondering about the food. Um, <laughs> um, is it catered or is it like people bringing stuff? No, this is like a church social where everybody brings their stuff. Okay. And yeah, we, um, I used to do Viking reenactment and we used to do events like this all the time. And we'd have the one person who brought the one thing that you really hope is there <laughs> the next time. Yes, every event has one so of those. I totally, ours was like, it was like cornbread pudding. It was cornbread, but it was like, 
silky smooth. I don't know. That's just a testament. If it's good and people want it a whole year later, (laughs) and she has to make like five pans, like. So I totally understand, and I believe the chicken salad's really good. (laughs) Our church has, um, I actually go to Lansdowne Community Church, which is over on Damn Neck and Monet. Is that right? I used to go there. That's where you live. Yeah. Yeah, And they do a family feast the second Sunday of every month, and I haven't figured out who it is yet. There is somebody that brings, it's like a chocolate mousse dessert with a white cake. cream topping on it oh my goodness i love that person <laughs> which i want to say too just because you brought up lcc i just want to say like on the record about christine because um i guess i feel like over the last maybe two years or so um the only name that i feel like i've heard come out of my mom's mouth has been christine every time that the church because you know you know lcc has been they've been trying a lot of different things to get the community involved in just various different type of things. And now my mom will tell me about them. I'm like, oh, that's so cool. And then she, it always goes back to, oh, it was Christine's idea. <laughs> and then I'm like, and then we, you know, we've had conversations and I, I've just heard all the things that you do. And I'm like, wow, I just really admire your work ethic because, Thank you. and just your, your, um, I want to say consistency, but I don't think that's the word. Well, you know, it's all kingdom work. Yeah. And uh, the nature of the work well, that I was going to say, yeah, and your, your, um, your uh, willingness to serve. There we go. And you go where you see God lead. Mm-hmm. It's not so much that you brainstorm and go, I've got this great idea. Yeah. You look around, you see where the need is, and then you follow where God leads. And as long as you're following where God's leading... He will make a path clear for you. He will get rid of your obstacles. He will solve your problems. He will open doors. And, you know, you'll you'll be on the path you're supposed to be on. Mm-hmm. Now, I can tell you from experience, that just as you mentioned, there's a lot of different things. that it, You can't always put a rhyme and reason to that path. Yeah. You know, I'd love to be able to say, well, it was just a straight path from A to B. But you usually end up going the road to oh, Hana. Yeah. Where, Trust uh, me. <laughs> have you guys ever heard the road to Hana? Uh, I have not. No, all right. Have you? We're a military family. And we, uh, well, my husband retired from the military last Woo-hoo. May. And uh, Navy, Navy, thank you very much. Nice Navy. Woo. And uh, we were stationed in Hawaii for a few years. So, you know, when in Rome, you know, go check it out. So uh, there's this one road. It's called the Road to Hana. And you know those roads that you see um, in foreign countries where you're like, how does anybody drive that road? Mm-hmm. Okay. I have some roads here that I can yes, drive Yes. Well, <laughs> we ended up on the Road to Hana. And I wasn't sure we were ever going to make it off the road. (laughs) Uh, But anyway, the point is that uh, God works a little bit like that. You know, you find yourself on this road going, I don't know where I'm going. I don't know how I'm getting off. I just did a hairpin turn backwards and it's a one-way street. And what, what exactly is happening here? But we don't have the big picture. But you know what? God has the big picture. And you don't need to know what the big picture is. You need to know what the next step is. And God will shine a light on your next step. And your only focus is... God, where do you want me to put my foot? And then he'll shine that light and you go, oh, you want my foot right there. And you put your foot right there. And before you know it, you're just walking and you're on his path and you're working for the kingdom and you're doing whatever it is he needs you to do and in his service. Um, and that's Proverbs three, five, and six. Part of it, and that's part of what the Christian Authors Festival yeah. is all about is in equipping and empowering kingdom workers because a lot of Christian uh, authors and this isn't just nonfiction. Uh, messages can be conveyed, conveyed in fiction as well. And in fact, fiction can reach people in ways that nonfiction can't. Sure. You know, think about it. Jesus spoke in parables. What was he doing? He was telling an earthly story with a heavenly meaning. Why did he do that? Because stories reach people. Yeah. You know, right there. He was the original fiction author right there. Mm-hmm. All right. So God gives messages to people and he wants them to share their particular story and their particular message. Well, again, you need a reader to go with an author. You write it, but then you got to get somebody to read it. And if you're giving God's message as he gave it to you to give, he's going to open those doors. He's going to give you the exposure that you need. And this festival is all about helping connect readers and authors. And there, and as a reader, there may be a message that God wants you to hear, but you need to show up and take that step to figure out who is going to connect you with at the festival mm-hmm. that's going to give you that message that you didn't see coming. Yeah. Okay. But if you show up, he's going to bless you with hearing what you need to hear because he knows what's going on in your life and he knows who's got the message that's the match for your situation and you may not know who you're going to run into but 
You know, he may draw your attention over to a particular table and you just start talking with the person there and suddenly they're speaking to your spirit about something that, you know, you've been trying to work through. Um, it, it really is a ministry on both sides. It's, it's a ministry to the readers to, so that they can be enriched and enlightened and encouraged by the messages. And it's a ministry to the authors, helping them to get the exposure that they need. You know, going back to how we started, there are just options that Christian authors don't have. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, even in terms of the general public, I'm Christian nonfiction, women's Bible study. Let's do some basic math here. You know, the last poll said like 79% of uh, Americans identify as Christians, okay? Well, only about 33% of those are considered fundamental conservative Christians who are actively engaged in weekly church attendance and an active relationship with the Lord. So now you're at 33%. Well, if you're writing a women's Bible study, if 50% of the population is men and 50% is women, now take 33% and cut that in half again. Okay. Right. So now, like for me, as a women's Bible study author, I've got a potential market share maximum of 16 point whatever. Okay. (laughs) 0.5% of the population. And that's assuming that the people who are going to the Bible studies um, they're all active in one and they choose to do your study. So, yeah. but my point here is that, that, again, Christians have unique challenges in terms of getting their messages out that other authors don't have. And that this is all about empowering the connecting of those messages with yeah. the right readers that need to hear that message. Um, so that's it. But we've also had a lot of other great seminars. Yeah. I wanted to go on with, uh, some of the other seminars happening. Billy Cook is raising Christian children in a non-Christian world. She is a speaker, an author, a minister's wife, and she's also a part-time professor at ADU. And amazing woman, amazing speaker. Uh, She actually wrote her first book as a letter to her daughter about the things that she wanted her to know and advice she wanted to give her. And one day she was walking by her, her daughter's door and heard the little, you know, the titters behind the door and kind of put her ear up. And was like, oh, wow. Her daughter was sharing the letter with her friend. What'd your mom say about that? What'd your mom say about that? And then she went, oh, idea. Okay. You know, great. You know, uh, all right, let's see if we can help other people with this. So she's got some great advice and she's going to be giving a seminar, uh, just encouraging parents that we what to do and how to combat the forces of the world that, you know, our kids are up against. Uh, also, we have a tradition at the Christian Authors Festival. We give away free books. Okay, did I mention the word free again? I keep free. using that word. Okay, we're not asking free. you to buy the books. We give you a raffle ticket and uh, at the free book giveaway seminar, we give them away. So if your number gets called, you're walking home with books. And just say you, you do have a chance to win because I was out of conference the other, or a few months ago for like my job. And I just entered this raffle thing, not thinking I would win. And I got a text message saying, you won. I was like, yes. <laughs> so you can win. <laughs> All right. And, and people do win. And everybody who's been to, for the last four years, is, there have been people who walked away with books. All right. And then we have a keynote speaker this um, year. His name is John Kohler from Kohler Publishing. And he is a publisher here in Virginia Beach. And he's going to be talking about a guide to publishing and letting you know everything about the publishing process. Uh, amazing man. He's very knowledgeable, very uh, entrenched in the industry, very experienced. And he is blessing us with being our keynote speaker this year. So uh, please come out and hear him speak. And then, of course, I mentioned earlier, we have some storytelling. Uh, Roshan Lindsay and Lisa Pizza will be, I guess, uh, that's her stage name, Lisa Pizza, will be uh, in the fellowship hall around lunchtime uh, doing story hour. But they'll also do readings as well uh, upon request, you know, the, around those times. And then I'm actually giving a seminar myself this year. Yes, before we get to that, because I do want to talk about that. Um, how do you, because this is just as a person who eventually wants to start doing like his own festivals and whatnot, how do you go about selecting different people to come and present? I let the Holy Spirit lead me. Mm-hmm. It's that simple. Uh, I, I keep my eyes open. It's some, It's not something you just sit down and go, okay, I'm going to do this and then I do it. Yeah. It's something that is a way of life that I'm constantly looking around me, being observant, going, God, where do I see you working? And then when I see God working someplace, that's my cue to pay a little more attention. 
And usually when I look for those little moments of light and I look over where God wants me to look, then I start realizing, wait a second, this is a really great match. You know, um, I, I mean, it's just like uh, I was talking to Cassandra, who's another part of your Celebrate Jesus yes. Ministries team. Um, my daughter was actually on her mother's volleyball, homeschool volleyball girls team, and she was helping out. You know, again, God crossed our paths. It's, it's not something that otherwise we really would have had that connection. Yeah. And then we started talking, and then I found out about your performance. And I would say coincidence, but there are no coincidences with God. Yeah. If you think, oh, that's a coincidence, it's not. Stop. God's trying to get your attention. (laughs) So whenever I go, huh, what a coincidence, because what she was telling me about the where God was growing your performance was an exact match for what I was trying to do with the festival. So again, it was something that I'm just always on the lookout for who's around me. What are they doing? Is there a coincidence that I should be looking at? Is there something God wants me to see? Where do I see God working? And I, I follow those leads, and that's literally how I end up creating what I'm creating. Uh, and another way that I do it is I think that whatever God puts on your heart is something that he'll put on other people's hearts as well. Mm-hmm. So if you just, like you were talking about creativity, if you're true to who you are and you follow what's inside of you that God is prompting you to release, then you're on his path again. Um, and that that alone will be an attract, attraction to other people that they'll want to hear and see what it is that you're creating. Um, but so are we the terminal generation is mine. Yes. And I'm going to be talking about, um, for those of you who aren't familiar with what the terminal generation is, Jesus is coming back a second time. The generation which is going to be alive at the time of his coming is called the terminal generation. There are a lot of signs in our time that match up with biblical prophecy. That's what my mom always says. Yeah, and I think that, you know, everyone kind of has a sense that maybe there's a few more now than there might have been a decade or half a century ago. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of questions out there about, well, how does, wait a second, how does that compare? Wait a minute. And I'm not going to give away the signs because that's actually what the seminar is. So if anybody wants to know the signs, they need to come to my free seminar. On March 9th. Yes, and my seminar is from 2 to 3.30 in the afternoon. So you're going to talk about... Pro- like prophecies? Bible prophecy, yes. Oh my gosh, my mom. I have to tell my mom because <laughs> that's all my... My mom is the most religious person I know, <laughs> and but she loves stuff like that. And she really, truly believes that things are happening because of Nostradamus and Malachi and all, that, all those people. I'll oh. definitely have to get her to maybe go to that because I believe really she would have a blast. Well, and that's just it. I mean, there's such a fascination with it that I have found just in, in random, just like you and I, we're just sitting here, we're talking and then all of a sudden it's like, oh wait, my mom loves that. Mm-hmm. Well, that, and I get that all the time. Yeah. There's such a fascination with prophecy. Yeah. Uh, in fact, I'm, I'm actually working on a book right now. It's not in publication yet. Uh, going back to your mom, Shane, <laughs> she's actually part of the a focus group. Um, yes. I run, yeah, she tells me, she tells me about Yes, I run focus groups for all my material because sometimes what I'll write in my head may or may not translate well. For example, uh, I had people rate something from 1 to 10. Now, I'm left-handed, so I have a natural tendency to see things backwards in a right-handed world. So, you know, left-handed people are only 8% of the population. So when I write a number scale, and what seems natural to me uh, of numbering it 1 to 10 I'll write it. And then I I ran this lesson in a focus group and I was sitting in a group of five right-handed women. And so I was watching everybody note something and they all paused at the exact same point. And I could see that they were grappling with the scale. So after the lesson, when I was asking them about it, they all said, we we wanted to do it, but the numbers just seem backward. All right. Mental note to myself, reverse the scale when I get home. Mm -hmm. But this is the kind of stuff that kind of comes out in the focus groups that helps it be more seamless for customers when they purchase the Bible studies. And I'd also like to say that the nature of the Bible studies are very fellowship based. Okay. If you're looking for something that is biblical history and lots of facts, there are some wonderful Bible studies out there. This is not it. Okay. This is a fellowship builder and a critical thinking discussion based Bible study to help build bonds within the Christian community, which is a very different type of a tool. So anyway, but um, your mom comes to a focus group that I'm running for the book, Are We the Terminal Generation? And she is part of that group. And 
uh, we're discussing it and she's been just an amazing uh, addition to that group and I'm so thankful to have her there. So, but that book will be coming out uh, probably mid-summer time frame. And let's see. Oh, and then there's Finding Your God-Given Purpose by Elaine Lankford. Uh, I'd like to say Elaine Lankford. Okay, side pause here. She's also producing a women's conference called She Steps Forward at the end of March. So um, if your audience wants to Google that, uh, it's a wonderful conference. I'm actually going to be um, doing a breakout seminar titled So You Want to Write a Book. So if you're ever in a situation where you're thinking, yeah, I kind of like to write that, but I don't know where to start. Uh, check out She Steps Forward and attend my breakout seminar and we'll kind of get you started on the right path. But anyway, Elaine, who is the producer of that women's conference, is going to be speaking, <clears throat> finding your God-given purpose. So that's a topic too, I think that has mass appeal. I mean, we yeah, all want to know. Definitely. What are we supposed to be doing? Mm-hmm. You know, what, what, what am I supposed to be doing to serve God? What am I, what is my purpose in life? Why am I here? Yeah. And she's kind of going to be walking everybody through what to do and how to figure that out and how God might be speaking to you. What time is that one at? And that one is at uh, 2.50 to 3.20. And then there's about 15, 20 minute breaks between each of these seminars. The next one, and I'm sure this is going to speak to a lot of people out there, how to have a happy marriage. Okay, mm-hmm. This is given by Dr. Christine Bacon. And let me give an interesting history about this one. She was married unsuccessfully. Uh, her marriage broke up due to adultery. They were divorced for a few years. And then they were able to reconnect, work through the fundamental problems that caused the adultery, and are now happily remarried again. And what she found in that reconciliation process was that the adultery was just a symptom of a much deeper flaw yeah. in the relationship. You know, if you have faulty communication patterns and you're not communicating well with each other, you're not going to be thriving in your marriage. You know, if you have habits that need to be broken or habits that need to be started, like maybe the habit of not saying thank you, you know, courtesy is a habit in a marriage. It's not something that just automatically happens. You know, you have to apply conscious effort in that relationship Mm -hmm. to really make it be the best that it can be. So she has a book called Super Couple. She's also a professor at ODU as well. And she will be presenting um, some tips on how to supercharge your marriage. And if your marriage is not even close to being supercharged, you're on the brink of divorce, you know, maybe you can pick up some tips that'll help bring you back. And maybe if you've already made it to divorce and you're looking at reconciliation, you know, Maybe you'll be able to get some tips about how to, you know, bring it back to a place of reconciliation. Uh, and then the last seminar of the day, and the, again, these are all readers' seminars, is called True Wellness. Um, Jeannie Blosher is with um, Body and Soul. Uh, she does their Body and Soul aerobics classes, has had a passion for fitness uh, for a number of years, and is a true... Uh, blessing to help guide people on the way to physical, mental, emotional, spiritual wellness. So Jeannie is going to be talking to people about health because how can you serve God if your body breaks down? You know, you're just, (laughs) you're not going to be able to do what God needs you to do. Um, So anyway, so those are, those are the seminars for the festival. Very interesting topics. I mean, I'm very intrigued. A wide variety. Yeah. Very, very cool. And you did, and I'm assuming you have a team, right? It's not just you picking the people. No, well, or even organizing everything. Or organizing everything. Well, it's well, a I family I feel like I've only really <laughs> seen or talked to Christine about it. Well, it's, it's a family effort, but I do have people who are supporting of their their mm-hmm. effort in the festival. For example, the Women on Missions team group at the uh, church. church is sponsoring the food and coordinating that and helping with the um, check-in process. I want to say, just because I've also been working with the team at the church, so fantastic, so welcoming, so willing to, like, just help us with anything that we've needed Mm -hmm. and just, like, basically let us kind of do whatever we want and within, you know, the reins that we have at the church. Um, so I want to say this great people, like you said before, at that mm-hmm. church, that are just so willing to just have a good they are. to be. They have, they're just, their hearts are open mm-hmm. and uh, their hospitality is amazing. And when you walk in, you can just feel that welcome spirit that, you know, 
you want to be there. They want you there. You're supposed to be there. They're very helpful. And there's just a, a real heart of gold there. Um, but they have uh, a women on missions is their group. And then that group then assists the festival in different, different ways, uh, in things. And then the authors themselves, uh, even though we do get some new authors, uh, since this is our fifth year doing it, we do tend to have a, a stable group of authors and there's a lot of the same faces that, you yeah, know, I was going to ask, have people been returned, have any of the people returned from previous? Oh, we have a lot of return authors. Uh, we, a lot of the authors that participate are very, supportive and devoted to showing up every year That's good. and uh, they're amazing resources. And, you know, anytime I need something, you know, it's a two way street. I mean, mm-hmm. they help me too. Um, you know, when I wanted to do a, a keynote speaker, I sent the email out to the author base and said, Hey, I'm looking for a publisher this year. Can anyone recommend somebody to me? And I received a recommendation to contact John Kohler from Kohler Publishing who's going to be our keynote speaker. So, you know, it, it's as with anything, it's all about communication and yes. the open flow of information and you know, just fun- focusing and being a team. Yeah. So, uh, and everybody has a part on that team. So mm-hmm. it's not like there's a primary team. There's just everybody has a place. You know, Rashawn Lindsay, you know, he, he does the graphic artwork that is necessary for the festival. And I, I, I got to say, I, I'll put up the... Um, the pop-up banner that I have, even though it hasn't been adjusted yet to say Christian readers and authors festival, just so that anybody who's here can actually see the artwork that he did because it's that amazing. And uh, when I added readers and authors festival this year, he actually had to redo the logo. So he redid a different logo for this year. So, you know, he's part of the team. Um, It's just like I said, a lot of support from a lot of different angles and, you know, that's good though. That's good to have, um, you know, a lot of people, one, supporting you and, you know, what you're trying to do because, you know, you're, it's like you said, you're, it's a two-way thing. Like you're helping them, but they're also helping you. And I like that it's, um, the people are dedicated to coming back every year because it, it, it's true. When something of this size, it really does take all that are involved to really, um, put it together. Like, like even... I mean, Hutchins Farm is, I don't, it's nowhere on the scale of like what the festival is, but like, you know, as much work as I put into it personally, um, you know, writing, directing, choreographing, I, there's no, I mean, without every single person involved, it wouldn't be. Right. Everybody you know, has a, everyone has a part place to play. on the team, yeah. Yeah. And, and the team wouldn't be the same if anyone was missing. Yes, for and sure. And with something like this, it's not a for profit endeavor. Nobody's making money on this. Mm -hmm. There are some nominal table fees, but they go towards the costs incurred for the festival. So like the face painting, it costs money to buy the face paintings, you know, so this is, this is where that money goes. So it really is just everybody coming together, understanding that this is a volunteer ministry that whatever minor amounts of money is transpired for the table fees are going right back into the costs associated with doing this. And then um, I, I'd also like to say that there is a, a monetary contribution from Thalia Land in the sense that the sound engineer has to be paid. Yes. And that comes out of their right. budget. So, you know, I, again, I mean, they're, they're providing a lot of support and I can't thank them enough for what they're doing because if I didn't have their open hearts and open facility to be able to grow in a festival like this, I wouldn't be able to grow. <laughs> we had literally maxed out of the library. Yeah. So speaking of growing the festival, um, where do you kind of see it going with maybe within the next five years? Have you even thought about convention center? <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. Convention center. Like I said, God, one step at a time. <laughs> one step at a time. Right? Uh, but if we'll you if you asked me what my random musings would be on a night when I can't sleep yeah. and I'm thinking about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, I would love to see it take off and Sco- completely outgrow the, the facility we have now and need to go to an even bigger one, yeah. Scope Arena or, yeah. you know, Conversion Center. <laughs> and I, I would love for the reach of the festival to get much broader mm-hmm. and reach more people so that... I, 
it has a, a stronger community recognition yeah. so that when, you know, like if I said the Grammys or the Emmys, you don't need to ask me what that is. Yeah. You know exactly what I'm talking about mm-hmm. because it has a community recognition yeah. and it doesn't matter whether you live in New York and or Texas. And listen to the Pop Talk podcast. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I, I'd love for it to have more of a, a name recognition so that uh, anyone, e- even if they're visiting Virginia Beach and they're planning a trip, like, they you know, might have heard about it. Yeah, you know, hey, why don't we stop and see that while we're there, you know, to really expand the reach. Mm-hmm. Um, I toyed with the idea, and again, this isn't something that's in the immediate future, but it would be great to do some sort of a filming capacity with it and expand on that level. Mm-hmm. So, what, what, what do you mean by filming capacity? Uh, maybe make it available, you know, the seminars as podcasts or oh. so that if somebody can't physically attend yeah. the, fe- the festival, mm-hmm. that they can still be blessed and encouraged and enriched by the information that the speakers are providing. Mm-hmm. So, um, but, you know, yeah. at this point, the, the manpower and the technical resources haven't presented themselves. It doesn't mean that God wouldn't pre- present that yeah. at some point. But at our growth point now, the only way to see the festival is to actually go to the festival. Um, You know, that's unfortunately it's limited to people who walk through the door, but I would love to make it available to absolutely everybody. Yeah, that's um, yeah, that would be definitely great. And I'm sure, too, because, I mean, there's various ways you can do that, whether you just record the whole thing or record, you know, just the, the seminars. And whatnot, or you could even um, live stream. I'll say live stream. Mm-hmm. That's a huge thing these days. Um, um, but that you know that takes a lot of not a lot of work, but you know live streaming. Is, <laughs> it's right. It's happening right there. So you got to make sure you know. Right, it's that technical requirement again, and then, yeah, then it exactly. takes more manpower yeah. to to go there. So yeah, um, but I think but I think I think it's good. You know, like you said everything's one step. You know, everything's one step at a time. Um, you know, I think it's a blessing if God doesn't show you the big picture, because yeah. if the big picture is too much of a blessing, it might scare you off. Yeah. Sometimes you're better off <coughs> not knowing what the big picture holds. Oh, no, I definitely agree, because um, I forgot exactly what you had mentioned before, but I was thinking, so that was my entire time when I was in New York. I lived in New York for four years, and does that whole four years, like I, I went up there for school, but that... <coughs> Excuse me. That whole four years, I just felt like I was lost. I felt I was slowly losing myself as the years kept going by, and I was like losing my passion, um, you know, for the things I've always loved to do, and kind of even losing myself. Death by drudgery. What's drudgery? Mean? Uh, just the the mundaneness of daily life just kind of kills any creative spirit. Yeah, yeah. A lot of it too was the job that I had. It just really killed me. I, anyone who knows me, I've, I've, I have YouTube videos, so you can just look <laughs> up my YouTube videos on it, my time at Express, and you'll hear everything. But um, so when I and you know, like I was just you know, I went up there with all these thoughts and ideas and that I was gonna going to do, and you know, here I am thinking I have this. I'm look. I'm looking at this big picture for myself. Like I'm in New York. This is what I'm going to do. It's going to be great. That's not the way it went for me. And, you know, a, a large reason that when I think back is because I don't, I didn't go to New York for the right reason. Like I didn't go to New York because, you know, God was like, Shane, you know, this is your time to go to New mm-hmm. York. I went to New York because I was running away from problems. And I have no issue admitting that now. But um, so when I came back and really, um, kind of investing myself more in the celebrate Jesus ministry and you know you know this Hutchins Farm and the previous show we did back in um, 2017 called Boss um, those like I, I took everything that I learned from New York all the writing skills all the acting skills all the directing skills and so taking all that from the bad experience and then translating now into this more positive experience um, I you know, more so, I guess, listening to what God wants me to do and more going on that path and, you know, like, okay, like, you know, more of, okay, let's work together and not me necessarily, not working against 
you know, God, but, mm-hmm. you know, maybe here and then, like, well, I wanted to go and do this. And, it's a know? control issue. You're trying yeah. to control your own path, and that's when God kind of taps you on the shoulder and says, no, 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 we're doing it my way, yeah. not your way, my way. So, uh, yeah, and I think, I think that four years that, I, you know, I look at my life in three parts so far. It's like before New York, New York, and then after New York. Mm-hmm. But um, I really feel like that was, that point was really, like, you know, God being like, okay, you need to get it together. That was kind of more <laughs> of that moment. So now, so like this new thing that I'm on, I just, you know, this is a totally different feeling. And so being a part of this festival is just like, I never would have saw anything like this happening. Um, for he is myself. a God of surprises. Yes, yes, definitely. Like if you, trust me, if you told me back in high school, hey Shane, so um, you're going to write this musical that's going to, uh, you know, share God's message and share God's love, and it's going to reach this amount of people. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I would have, like, that's never going to happen. Like, I, I can't do something like that. <laughs> and, or, you know, no one would listen or no one would watch something um, like that to flash forward to now that, like, you know, I, we're going to be performing in front of the biggest, cro- well, sorry, let me rephrase. My my work is going to be performed in front of the largest crowd that has been uh, performed. Because you're not actually performing in it. No, I am. You, <laughs> you are. Yes. Yeah, okay, you are. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. Um, yes. It's the only reason I'm, I'm going. going. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, yeah, we'll clap extra loud. <laughs> yes, I'm definitely, I'm in it. Um, and yeah, so that, so that is just, you know, it's just, I don't know, it's just really cool what happens when you really, like, okay, I'm going to just, because when I move back, I'm like, okay, I'm just going to, you know, really just put my trust in God and just let him kind of guide me and not try to fight as much mm-hmm. that, and, you know, here I am today, and I'm doing so much stuff that I love to do, um, maybe not necessarily in the way I thought I would be going about it, mm-hmm. but it's, you know, it's a totally different a huge, a huge growth from that well, I mean, Doesn't it come back to the age-old issue of faith? Yeah. I mean, if you think about it, everything kind of boils down to that central issue. Yeah. Where if God's going, I want you to step this direction, and you're going, I just don't know if I can do that, you're actually showing a lack of faith. Because if God says go this direction, he means step out, I don't care what you think. Yeah. And I, But that's really hard. It is hard. It is. Definitely. I many moments I'm like, I but I can't do that. It's like, then, you know, I'll have the same issue, or not the same issue, but a similar situation come, and it's like, okay, I'm at that same crossroads again, but this time let me choose to do what he's wanting me to do, and then I'll go through, I'm like, oh, that wasn't even that bad, it wasn't that hard, or it wasn't as... Well, I mean, there's something just basic to the human spirit. I think we all like the illusion that we have some control over something. Yeah. You know, and it's scary to go... I don't have control mm-hmm. and, you know, to really just release that and be like, okay, God, you got this. Yeah, you just got to, you know, shoot, you just got to have faith. You got to let go and just, you know, he'll, he'll, he'll definitely guide you to the place um, where it's supposed to be, which is the Christian Readers and Authors Festival mm-hmm. uh, 2019 on March 9th at Thalia Baptist Church. Um, yes. Um, anything else, Christine, you would like to say before we wrap up i would just like to thank everybody for listening today and uh hopefully we will see you at the festival on the 9th and remember it's free and we want you to bring your family and have a great time and we're looking forward to seeing everybody yes and the info all the information so the information to the link to the website and the information that you'll need to get from what christine talked about with the seminars and just uh, the address and all those things you'll need to know that will be in that link for you in the description and I there was something else I wanted to say but I just lost my train of thought um anyone think you no I'm very happy that you came and I'm very happy to have met you and I'm very happy that you've explained this to me because all I knew is that I was going to see Shane perform. <laughs> but we have a lot of other stuff. I mean, he's oh, a I great over. Yeah, 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 yeah. And the yeah, entire yeah. Celebrate yeah. Jesus Ministry but team. Yeah, I'm glad I know people. about the, the seminars now. 
And uh, I'd, you know, I'd specifically like to say, if anybody wants to hear about the analysis for why we might be the terminal generation, I will give you a spoiler alert. I do think we're the terminal generation, and uh, low sometimes low-key, so low <laughs> I'm frightened. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I'm happy to lay out my argument for everybody when yeah, I see them at the festival. I mean, I'm excited it's for terrifying. that one. Um, I do remember what I wanted to say, too. Um, I actually will be on the radio with Christine um, coming up later this week. If you want to tell them where they can... Yes, that will be uh, Dr. Christine Bacon does a radio show called Breakfast with Bacon. And they can Google Breakfast with Bacon. It's a local Christian Christian radio station. I want to say the call letters are 1110 AM. Mm -hmm. And it'll be this Friday... I, I want to say it's 11 o'clock, but double check the um, Breakfast with Bacon website and, for the information on it and how best to get it. It also is a web stream, so it is available not just locally. It's broadcast in the tri-state area here, but it's also available as a web stream pretty much all over the world. I mean, I, I guess there's people over in Afghanistan that are in the military that know about it, and they're listening to it. Uh, obviously not through the, um, the airwaves, but through the internet and um, but yeah, you will be with me and we'll be talking some more about the Christian Authors Festival and awesome. Readers and Authors Festival. I gotta get that readers in yes, there because we're all about the readers this year. Okay, okay. <laughs> awesome. yes. Very excited about that. So, yeah, so thank you again so much, Christine, yes, for coming you. on the podcast. Make sure you guys, please, um, if you are in the area, make sure you check out the 2019. Yes, 2019 Christian <laughs> Readers and Authors uh, Festival this upcoming Saturday. Thank you so much. Yeah, and, and thank you for having me. Of course.